0: Um, I think we as a people need to stop saying that everybody has to be an entrepreneur. You can be an owner of something without being an entrepreneur. Ownership is important, entrepreneurship is not.
1: All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Lady Trucking CEO podcast. I am so excited to have another wonderful guest here with us today, Miss Camille Gaines. Camille, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for asking. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. God is good. I cannot complain at all.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So can you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Tell us who you are and what you do.
0: Okay. Um, I'm Camille. I'm owner at Rig on Wheels Broker and Recruitment Services for 12 years now. (laughs) So like my name says, we um, recruit drivers. We're now doing brokerage and I do quite a bit of retention consultation for the small and medium-sized carriers. Wow. Wow.
1: 12 years is quite a bit of time to um, have been doing what you're doing. Can you tell us some of the things, what are some of the things that are cha- that have changed over the years, like from when you first got started to like how things are going now?
0: Um, the first thing is somebody was asking me that, um, that well, we I was in the morning <laughs> because I was on the phone discussing retention with some YRC drivers. And okay. as you know, they drive nights. So in order for me to, Really, get a lot of research and ask questions. I do it when I when the drivers are available, right? Right. Um. One of the biggest things is the drivers have changed. Okay. Okay. Drivers have changed, and for lack of a better words, sometimes the carriers have changed, but not always in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And in other ways, they're staying stagnant. Okay.
1: So what yeah. does that what does that mean?
0: The stagnant or the drivers change? Both. Both. Okay. So drivers now are different, right? It was before drivers in their minds would just stay in the industry or even on a job mm-hmm. to 20, 30 years, just like I was talking mm-hmm. about the YRC drivers, right? That's the way drivers were. Mm-hmm. Now it's not as much like that. And it's just more in our industry. So when we think about other industries, people are not staying on jobs for 10, 20, 30 years anymore. Mm -hmm. Those days are gone. Right. So for a driver uh, years ago that would have stayed on a a job for 15 years, that's 30 years in other industries. Okay. Okay? so now the driver that may have stayed 10 years with is decreasing. Oh, so you go man. off of things in society, right? Drivers uh-huh. uh-huh. don't want to be on the road the entire time. If so, what type of benefits are you giving them? And I'm not talking about healthcare. Right. Okay. That part of it. Um, the carriers have, have changed okay. in the fact that some carriers are coming into the industry and have no idea about the industry. Okay. Truck driving is a definite niche. It's Absolutely. a niche within the logistics industry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Yes. Um, so a lot there has changed. I'm seeing that over the years that you have carriers that are just going to buy trucks. They might not buy just one truck. It can be several trucks like a fleet, mm-hmm. but they're not educating themselves on the industry, not mm-hmm. interested in doing it. Um this is not a industry you just jump in and let's That's see what happens is, that is the sure. overhead is very very high mm-hmm. um, and then I have carriers that refuse to change okay so I'm seeing that technology is really t- uh, ramping up yes. in our yes. industry right mm-hmm. yeah. and they're refusing to change ie okay. it's making the driver shortage.
1: Mm-hmm. The driver shortage. So
0: it's, so it's not really a a shortage. It's just, it is a shortage, but let's, I I did a blog. um, My first blog actually Mm was uh, surrounding this and I did other interviews about it as well. So it is a driver shortage, but it's a word that we've been just throwing around. Right. The driver shortage is connected to retention we mm, are okay. able to and i'm not just talking about retaining the drivers in the carrier within the company right you're not able to retain the drivers within the, the industry, industry. Mm. that's what the issue is so of course then then definitely it's a driver shortage right yes, but it's, it's not a- the way that we've been overusing uh the term right but so there's
1: something it's not, things, it's not yeah. necessarily for a lack of people who are able and capable of driving it's a matter of companies them. and carriers being able to keep them
0: absolutely okay yes well. it's a lot of drivers you know but it's keeping them in the industry mm-hmm. that's the first thing keeping them at your company is the mm-hmm. second thing okay. keeping them engaged in the industry is the number one
1: And that's so important because like we can't do anything without the driver, like without the the, the
0: drivers,
1: we don't have an industry. If there were no truck drivers, (laughs) there would be no trucking industry.
0: That's um, something I talk about quite often. The most important part of a truck driving company, whether you own trucks or whether you're a brokerage and recruitment agency, dispatching, whatever you are, right? Mm. You're a you're in the trucking industry. Mm -hmm. If you're an accountant that does taxes for truckers, guess what? You are a trucking company. Yes, absolutely. We would not have our businesses without the drivers. Yes,
1: that is a fact.
0: That is a fact.
1: So so how did you get into this particular part
0: of the industry?
1: How, let's go back a little bit into like, okay, so.
0: When I began.
1: Yes. So. Let's, let's go with um, when you first got into the trucking industry, how did you get into this? Like, you
0: know. Well, I've always been, journey? my entire career, um, I've always been in sales and account management. And if you're not familiar with those terms, like account management, account management is like retention. Right. So okay. not only was I responsible for bringing in whatever it was to sell, okay. whether it was uh, recruiting a job or selling a product, it was also about retention. So I had to develop retention strategies for certain companies and all of that. So that's how that happened.
1: And that was outside of trucking.
0: That was outside of trucking years Uh ago. Um, So prior to 2010. Okay. 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 So that's the knowledge that I brought into Mm -hmm. the industry. But um, so basically then being laid off Mm -hmm. um, prior to 2010, being laid off and Deciding what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to get back into recruiting, the HR side of things, and it led me into the industry, um, start working with someone else and realize that her ethics and things like that just really didn't align with what I had going on mm-hmm. and what I wanted and what I believed. And then that's when Rig on Wheels. Okay. So,
1: so you got laid off from the company that you were with in the business world.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: then then you had a friend that was in trucking and so you started working with them
0: no it wasn't a friend it was (laughs) okay right it was uh networking and things like that so start working with her okay yeah so it was a business relationship Mm -hmm. so basically um started working with her and realized that it just didn't align Mm -hmm. you know what I'm passionate about is not just recruiting anybody right if retaining yeah, them right. in the industry mm-hmm. i.e my trainings from years of training with other industries right so that's where my passion was obviously sales are obviously we have to get drivers seated in trucks but we want to keep them in the trucks yes okay,
1: okay. so, so we're gonna we come we are coming back to this because i feel like this is such an important part that. Carriers and companies need to have a better understanding of what is actually needed to be able to retain good drivers, because we know it's not a shortage and we know that it's a retention issue. And and that's definitely an area that um, I think all carriers can improve on, right? Um, So going back to like when you were a teenager, what kind Mm -hmm. of person... Um, were you when you were about 16 years old or so? And how has the type of person that you were then uh, translate into who you have grown to be become now?
0: I've probably always been intense. Okay. So I've always been <laughs> what intense. What does that mean? <laughs> and I'm very intentional about whatever it is that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. so it's that has always been I've never understood people if this is what you're passionate about I've never understood it being where you risk it all in order to do that Mm. so that's what it's been so over the years it's just I guess forming me into who I am some parts of it being a less intense just as age and maturity and then other parts Finding out more of what my passion is and being intentional with it. Okay.
1: So so when you were um when you were in high school, like you were super involved in different things that you were very um passionate about. And most of those things were they like uh people oriented? You're more of like a people-oriented person or a person that's like um more analytical and like, you know, not necessarily
0: dealing with I'm actually both. Okay, so I'm actually both because I do think you have to be um, calculating in whatever it is. So that's my intention. So I'm not just going to just. Yes, I believe in entrepreneurship. I believe in risking it all, but I believe in a calculated risk. Okay, right. So I'm not just going to jump out there. I don't do things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very deliberate in what I do. So it's actually both.
1: So for someone who might be listening and they're thinking of, oh yeah, the trucking industry, this sounds great. You know, I want to get into it. This, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about because I know that it's something that we, that is needed every day. What right. would you say are like three things that before you take that step here, are three things that you need to calculate and you need to take a serious look at before just jumping into entrepreneurship in the trucking industry?
0: I can't just jump into entrepreneurship, period. period.
1: Yes, okay. Okay.
0: Right. Um, I think we, as a people, need to stop saying that everybody has to be an entrepreneur. You can be mm-hmm. an owner of something without being an entrepreneur. Ownership is important. Entrepreneurship is not. Somebody yeah. has to work for somebody. Camille, say that again. <laughs> right. So, because...
1: Wait, no, no. We're not, not yes. going to see past that because that's important. Yes. So, you said... Ownership is important, not necessarily entrepreneurship. Absolutely.
0: Elaborate on that. So somebody has to work for somebody. And Mm -hmm. once we're always in this culture of we have to be entrepreneurs, then the people that don't want to or Mm -hmm. end up not working out, they feel bad about themselves. That's not what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. We need to own something. So whether it be real estate, a business, stock mm-hmm. whatever it is and hopefully multiple forms of ownership that's what we need to be doing but it does not have to be entrepreneurship
1: you don't you know that we do not hear that message at all
0: so and that is that, sound, that is and i feel like that is the reason why we have so many people jumping out and buying a truck mm-hmm. because they hear that pumped in their head, you know, they hear that, go get you a truck, you know, it's Mm -hmm. easy, it's passive income, it's all of those things, and when I hear that, all I think about is, that could be my 21-year-old son getting a job by you, Mm -hmm. that has to pay his rent, Mm -hmm. right, and you know nothing about the industry, Right. it takes time, it takes some education, It it takes all of those, it takes a trucking is a very very large overhead Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay it's 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 not like a small like you just open up an office and you're paying five six seven eight hundred dollars a month written Mm -hmm. no we're talking about thousands of dollars overhead on a monthly basis and then not the amount of money that it takes to even start it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so my thought pattern is if this is something you're passionate about prove it right what are you willing to do what type of self-education, what type of formal education are you willing to do in order to be in this business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it is a business and you are providing a service.
0: Absolutely. To
1: like people at large in general, Mm -hmm. you know, like people who, um, who have trucks. And they may not necessarily drive the trucks, but then they have to hire drivers. Like they they're providing a service to the drivers that they hire. And the drivers are are, you know, it's like a it's like a two-way street. Like each person needs to understand what their role is and be able to function with excellence in that role so mm-hmm. that things can move along smooth smoothly. So mm-hmm. so for a beginning entrepreneur. Counting the cost as far as educating yourself, you said, Mm -hmm. right? And what were the other two to consider as far as getting into entrepreneurship?
0: Okay. So educating yourself, Mm -hmm. that's not even the first one. The first one needs to be why.
1: Yes, your
0: why. So when somebody says, oh, I can make $8,000 a week. And I'll say, it's a lot of things that you can do to make $8,000 a week. Mm-hmm. Why this industry? Right. Mm-hmm. Because trucking will chew you up and spit you out. So your why in logistics needs mm-hmm. to be so much stronger than any other industry that I've been in. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it has to be the strongest. I'm talking about my personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. Any other, so why trucking? Right. And until you can seriously answer that question, this this shouldn't even be on the table for you. It's too much of an overhead. I could see if the overhead was a couple thousand dollars. I could see if the overhead was $10,000 total, but not the type of overhead it is to become a small carrier that you can't answer that question. So if the answer is to provide for your family or because of a certain amount of money, I'm gonna let you know, when you do get that first large check, And if it's all about the money, it's not going to be worth it. It's not going to be worth it at all. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be more than that. Okay. That's the first thing. You got to know your why. You got to know your why. Number one. (laughs) Um, Then the second one would be, um, you know, educating yourself Mm -hmm. and all of that type of thing. And then are you willing to get rid of baggage? Talk about that. (laughs) so because you're going to have and it's going to be the people that are closest to you Mm -hmm. it's going to be your family and it's going to be your friends that are not going to respect Mm -hmm. what you're doing Mm -hmm. and are you ready to get rid of them and you need to literally make a list of who you are willing to get rid of
1: Mm -hmm. i've heard steve harvey always says um Whoever come with you can't always go with you. Yeah, you know. So sometimes, um, because because people will they'll hold you back. Like they'll hold you back a lot of times. Like family members, they mean well and they think that they're protecting you from whatever they are fearing, right? So they're trying to protect you from something that that they are afraid of, and it really doesn't have anything to do with you. And so, really, being able to. Right. Separate that and and remove yourself from that, um, from that, uh, from their fears is so important because if you don't, like, you'll end up not, not achieving and not even getting to the, to the place that you want to go because you're thinking about what they're fearing, even though before you knew that this was what you're supposed to be doing, you had the the passion and everything that you needed to, to go into it. But then that self-doubt starts to creep in because of what you're hearing. So, so really and truly sometimes um, locking those words or those people, like just not giving them the, the, the brain space or the mind space um, that of, of where you're going is, is so important.
0: You have to be ready to let them go. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. It's not coming up with the capital. It's not your why. And it's not educating yourself. It's going to be, are you ready to rid yourself? I don't mean distance, but I mean literally rid yourself or those family and friends. Mm. That
1: is tough. One. That's that's that right there is a tough one because um, you know, we love our family we love our friends and and then we're also creatures of habit so like mm, you mm. know um but we have to really understand that we have to get we are in the process of becoming who we are supposed to be right and you. the yes. person that exactly. we were two years ago the person that you were 12 years ago when you first started is not the same person that you are today and so Thank
0: you for that. <laughs> you know, okay. thank you for growth yes. and
1: deliverance. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and even last year, like we're not the same people that we were this time last year. We're we've grown. We've experienced things. We've gone through things. We've learned things that have changed our perspective and changed our our viewpoint. And so, really, being flexible and being able to embrace the new things that we're learning and the the. And really aspire towards that person that we're becoming, yeah. because we're not going to solve the problems that need to be solved as the same person that created those problems, yeah. right? So that part right there is is so important. Being able to separate yourself and really let go um, of those baggages is, is yeah, wow. Yeah.
0: So, that, so that's, that's that one right there. And that's the hardest one. And um, and even though, like I was saying earlier, I'm intense, okay? Mm-hmm. I've always been intense. So in my Virgo mind, I think... You're a Virgo? When's your birthday? I'm a Virgo too. Okay, okay. And we got the same name? Yeah. September 5th. September 5th. Oh, September 18th.
1: Okay, okay, Virgo. Shout out to all the
0: Virgos. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yes. I've always been intense so in my on my Virgo mind, like I was saying, oh, Camille, that wouldn't even be an issue. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to get rid of that person You'd, until that time comes. Yeah. That person you're able to get rid of, but not that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or not. In, let's say, maybe not even get rid of, but compartmentalize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, that was probably harder to compartmentalize than get rid of, get rid of probably never been the issue, right. hence my intenseness. But the compartmentalizing mm-hmm. is where it was, you know, was my issue. Mm. i have more less perfective now. I use it as business strategy and everything, literally, um, in my personal and my business life. Mm. But I had to grow to that point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and um, so really making that transition from like, having people in your life on a regular basis to compartmentalizing them or, you know, just leaving them over there and you moving forward is is one of the more difficult um, things. What kind of mindset did you have to have in order to be able to actually say, girl, you got to move past this or you have to let them go? What's the mindset
0: behind that? Camille, is this really what you want to do? literally is this really what you want to do if my passion my passion is 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 I'm I know what it is I know it's retention and I know why it's retention okay is it really what you want to do or is it that you want to hold on to this relationship the way it is now and so I have those hard conversations with myself because if I can have these hard conversations with other people, and I very much do, right? Then I need to be able to have these hard conversations with myself. That's true. Yeah. So that's, true. that's 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 what it is.
1: Okay, so we got to figure out: is this like really what by yourself and figure out, figure out, is this what I really want to do? And what we're able to tap into that authenticity of ourself and not mm-hmm. the outside voices and not what they're saying or what they think, um, then we'll really get to a point of truth. Right. And then mm-hmm. we can walk in our truth and serve in our truth and, and move forward in truth without um, without feeling as if we have to um, be something that we're not.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, so now, as far as um, retention, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to serve the drivers in a way that is, in a way that is acceptable to them, right? What are some things that companies or carriers can do to like, what is, what's missing? Like, what are we missing? You know, cause I feel like there's a disconnect. Like people have one thing in their minds as far as what they think drivers want or what they think will work for drivers. Oh, if I offer more money or if I offer, you know, whatever, and then there's still the problem. So what are we missing?
0: This is the only, and I I spoke at a conference and a seminar and I Mm -hmm. said the same thing. This is the only industry that I've ever worked in where your most important capital is not appreciated. You remember that whole thing when somebody told LeBron, shut up and dribble? Yes. So this industry feels like shut up and and hold the weekend. Okay. So that upsets me on a whole Mm -hmm. nother level, right? Another level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is what's missing. They feel, and not just the carriers, the industry. Mm The world, right? true.
1: You're right. Feels.
0: So what? What's the big deal?
1: Just make sure my food is on the shelf when
0: I get in that store. Exactly. So we're upset about all of these things, but it's a driver that makes all of that happen. I don't Mm -hmm. care if your table came in on a ship. Mm -hmm. I don't care if your hair extensions came in on that airplane. Mm -hmm. I don't care- what and how Mm -hmm. for it to come from those uh, in the rail yard Mm -hmm. for it to come from those things to your table to your shelves to your businesses to your hairdresser it had to be brought by a truck driver so we forget that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we forget that Mm -hmm. all all of that
1: Mm -hmm. every single thing this is something that i've been i've said it on so many different um, episodes and people that I've spoken to, every single thing, everything, that we look at, every single thing that we put on our skin, that we wear, that we that we put in our backyard, even the trees, the plants, the shrubs, all of that stuff has been on a truck.
0: We're upset about all of these things, but it's a driver that makes all of that happen. I don't mm-hmm. care if your table came in on a ship. Mm-hmm. I don't care oh if your hair extensions came in on that airplane. Mm -hmm. I don't care what and how, Mm -hmm. for it to come from those in the rail yard, Mm -hmm. for it to come from those things to your table, to your shelves, to your businesses, to your hairdresser, it had to be brought by a truck driver. So we forget that. Mm -hmm. We forget that Mm -hmm. all all of that, Mm
1: Every single thing. This is something that I've been, I've said it on so many different um, episodes and people that I've spoken to every single thing, Everything. That look at, every single thing that we put on our skin, that we wear, that we, that we put in our backyard, even the trees, the plants, the shrubs, all of that stuff has been on the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And You know, it really is unfortunate because I, uh, I'm, I'm actually in a situation now where like I'm fighting for basic detention for a driver who sat 10 hours waiting um, to be loaded. He was on time. He, you know, delivered the load on time and everything else. But when he was picking up the load, like they had him at the, you know, for like 10 hours. And so, you know, now it's like that we had to send the e logs. We had to, you know, send all this proof. That he was sitting there. And That's I,
0: disrespectful. That's actually, disrespectful. If it's time. Okay, so when I told you that two fifteen in the morning is when I got off the phone, it was almost like a party line, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to YFC drivers that have been in the industry for over ten years.
1: Okay. Okay. Holds one second. You said mm-hmm. YFC drivers. YRC. YRC. Can you yeah. tell us what that means?
0: Um, it's the yellow freight carrier. Okay. So they do LTL freight, Holland, okay. all of that, mm-hmm. okay. And a roadway, they all mm-hmm. kind of married together, okay. But um, so it's uh, LTL freight. Mm-hmm. So I on the phone with them two wee hours in the morning, and when I talk to a con- a group mm-hmm. of truck drivers, I don't always like to mix. I don't want six months truck drivers with a conversation with 10 year truck drivers, Mm -hmm. okay? Those are two separate conversations. What they have in common is they both sit behind the wheel. Right. Okay, so those are two different conversations. So I wanted to hear, so it was about six of them, right? Mm -hmm. It was like a whole party line, right? And it was very raw, and we were talking about it, and that is one of the things that one of the guys said. Carlos, he was talking about that. Literally, how retention, if you're here at this time, why is it that at certain carriers, these drivers can't, not at YRC, by the way, but at certain carriers, why they can't get their pay for sitting there, sitting time. They're still on the clock.
1: Exactly. That's
0: disrespectful. It's terrible. Exactly. So because the driver is a new driver and the thought pattern is different, mm-hmm. just think, you know, I'm in my 40s. Okay. So somebody younger than me, their thought pattern is different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My 18 year old daughter's thought pattern is different, right? <laughs> <That> so I <laughs> <laughs> so was saying, so saying that, Some of the things that were done in yesteryears can't be done now. It needs to be a whole mindset shift. It needs Um, to be a mindset change, which has to change within the industry.
1: How does that even happen? Like, how how can we facilitate that change? Because that is a change that needed to happen years ago. That that is a change that should have been... You know how as, as yep. life goes on, like we grow and we develop into- This natural- Yeah, yeah. So you see like how even in music, first there was the LPs, then they had the yes. vinyl then, yes. the then they had the cassettes then they had um, the CD players, then they had the iPods. Now everything is digital, right? right. It, it was a gradual progression to be through these things. This is how I feel like through the years, things should have been developing in the trucking industry. And it's just not that it's like ancient, the way how things.
0: It's like the DOS system. That's what I said. DOS system, the ditto machine and all of that type of stuff. I know I'm aging myself, but that's really how it is. So this answer goes for the industry Mm -hmm. and the carriers, the culture has to change. So that's something that's hard. We don't want to, deal with that mm-hmm. you know when I literally whether I'm on zoom doing my hours of consulting and things like that mm-hmm. with carriers, or whether I'm actually showing up at your facility and going through your different departments mm-hmm. nobody wants to look at themselves that's hard mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean that's lit- that is hard to look at yourself that's like somebody coming in and breaking down the reason why your kids are like they are You know what I mean? Like, I get testy thinking about that right now, right? And I feel like my kids are amazing. So um, that's what it has to be. It literally Mm -hmm. is a cultural situation. We have to start respecting drivers more. Mm
1: -hmm. That's what needs
0: to change. But it's not just the industry and the carrier. So I have conversations that people don't want to have, right? Mm -hmm. Because... You asked me that intense thing, right? Mm -hmm. Drivers have to show up and deserve respect. You know, we have to, we can't go to orientation with our slides and our flip-flops on. Yeah. And be thought of as a professional driver. Yeah. We can't show up somewhere without our face wash. These are real life situations and be expected to be, taken be looked at as something different, yeah. right? You have you have a responsibility as a professional driver to be just like that and to look like you are a professional driver. 100%. So, and act like it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of um, issues with shortage, is because we are having drivers that are not. Re- your CDL is gold. Mm-hmm. It's more important than your credit score. Than any of this. Literally, is your livelihood, and you do not even have to graduate from the eighth grade to have it. Wow. And you can make an honest living for your family. I'm just not talking about a living, mm-hmm. but you can make a. It's an honest, respectable mm-hmm. job, an essential job. Right. Because there's a lot of jobs you make some money in, but it's not, it might be legal, but it's not respectable. Right. Right? Right. Okay. So that is part. So I don't just do retention stuff when it comes to the carriers. Mm -hmm. I also partner with the truck drivers and we go through a program because at first it started out with newer drivers Mm -hmm. that are coming out of school and things like that. And if I can get them through their first 12 months, then now this industry is a career, mm-hmm. not a job, okay? Mm-hmm. Then after that, I realized drivers still need support because I got a host of friends and all of that type of stuff. And I found myself still supporting with uh, different things mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. right? So that those are the ways that we make changes. And it's the hardest changes because their behavior changes. Yeah, yeah. that's the first thing.
1: Those are the hardest changes to make.
0: The other changes that people talk about when it comes to pay, the detention, all of that, if the behavior or the mindset of what a driver is changes, then you wouldn't have to beg for that driver to get paid for running out his clock, right? Running out his clock, sitting at their receiver, stop playing. If their mindset, if that shipper's mindset was different, what you just said about the detention issue mm-hmm. would not be an issue. So if we, that's the foundation right there. If we're changing mindsets or support, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to fall back into what you know. Oh yeah. Okay, because okay. what you know has been working. It might be pieced together
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's been working right um but i hate that covid happened yeah. okay mm-hmm. but what covid did it made the world stop and made the world think yeah and it made the industry explode from the inside mm-hmm. and what i mean by that you have your natural cycle of drivers quitting and retiring right yeah so you have all of that When COVID happened, you had drivers that weren't about to retire decide to go ahead and retire, Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm. Then you had drivers that would have still been in the industry, but everything stopped and they realized, i.e. if they're a driver, they know they have other skills, right? They know how to paint, they know how to put up drywall, they know how to do all of that. Right. So when the world opened back up, they didn't need to- Go back. Okay, go back to their job, right? Mm My, their mindset changed, but the CDL schools had closed. The DMVs closed. So even when the world opened up, the drivers couldn't uh, turn in that uh, DOT <clears throat> cards, the physicals, okay, yeah, yeah, to the DMV, okay. which meant I couldn't get them hired on with companies, okay? Mm-hmm. Then from there, uh, they couldn't update anything do anything with their license so if their license expired now what right mm-hmm. one of the biggest things the natural um, cycle of a driver or drivers coming into the industry where the schools were closed right. or if a driver was in school mm-hmm. or they were with a company for two months and not yet at their three months to be yes. considered experienced in the industry mm-hmm. now all of that is wiped away and we have to convince them to get back in and start back over.
1: That That's...
0: Um, and like, so it woke everybody up. Then all absolutely. of a sudden, this driver shortage was far greater, but it was taken seriously. And, then, and evolution has to happen for change.
1: Absolutely. And I definitely yeah. think that people realize the importance of the trucking industry and truck drivers during yeah. COVID because yeah um that that was the only basically trucking was one of was one of the only
0: industries
1: that kept moving through COVID like yeah not Probably, yeah for for, trucking. for
0: for most part you but know you had can. some that um did not I can remember meat plants having to close down right
1: because yes
0: because nobody even have. thought about it so that means we're not gonna have our bacon all of a sudden people like it's the end of the world uh, yeah. but those things had to change mm-hmm. in order for people to have an understanding
1: yeah and, and I remember when Walmart was was like backed up they were like trucks just lined up just waiting to you know to be loaded and just waiting to to be able to move to carry the goods back and forth I mean I think like you said COVID definitely had a uh, had a huge impact on this industry and yes absolutely. it definitely woke society up you know because there's like but i it's almost like not enough i don't know what i don't know what else it's gonna take because like i feel like covid was so it was such a huge eye opener for everyone but at the same time you know how we we quick to forget
0: stuff we're real quick to forget real quick to forget. But I'm there to let everybody know with my intensity, yes. and all of my colorful words cuz we <laughs> real quick to forget. And no. I'm not forgetting.
1: Exactly. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like um hello, your stuff have to get wherever it needs to be, and you also have to treat this person that is making it happen like like they deserve to be treated. And 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 it is a two-way street because it's a two-way street. you know to be you can't just walk into any industry, right? And (laughs) just dress any old way, look in any old way and expect to be taken seriously. You know, the trucking industry is not corporate America, but at the same time, right? There are standards that um, should be adhered to. And if if you are, you know, if you are a professional driver, then absolutely 100% you need to present yourself as such. Um, and deal with people in a way so that they. Sometimes you have to demand respect, you know, because unfortunately, um, people, because of how it has been in the yeah. industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're used to whatever they're used to, like you said, and then they, you know, you, you find yourself like, well, like, what's going on? Like, if you're just coming in and you you have you know rose-colored glasses on and you don't really. See understand like what is happening you could really find yourself getting the short end of the stick not realizing that even with the detention situation like listen I don't I'm not supposed to be just sitting here like this after a certain amount of hours no I'm supposed to be getting paid for that
0: absolutely it's a two-way street it's um as as the drivers I we talk about the look the professionalism Mm -hmm. staying keeping your CDO clean, your MVR clean, yes. mm-hmm. your PSP clean, your DAC clean, all of that clean and don't get into the SAT program. Mm.
1: So so, um, so when it comes to like companies um, who are looking to hire drivers, mm-hmm. even if they're small carriers, what do those companies need to have in place? Like what's the minimum that those companies would need to have in place? in order to be even ready to receive a driver? Because I've come across some people who, you know, they say they need a driver because they- But they're not ready.
0: They... Yeah, they're not ready. They're not ready for real in yeah. real life. You, um, so I'm sure when... you you know, but I, it's, it's amazing um, to me. But first they need to compliance. Mm-hmm. How much the compliance, first of all, that things (laughs) that's important having your handbook and things like that in order Mm -hmm. knowing if you are a CDL holder yourself you have to have an application on yourself Mm -hmm. right even Mm -hmm. if you're not driving that truck so having your compliance stuff in order Mm -hmm. if you are let's say for an example going to take SAP drivers having that in order because that is strict It can be done, it's not hard, Mm -hmm. it's once you learn um, how to deal with the SAP program. Mm -hmm. So having those things in order, actually writing down, and this is what I help drivers with, writing down the different departments that they need. Mm -hmm. Now they're a small business, I'm a small business. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily we can hire an entire department to handle all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So you might have to outsource, but know that you're gonna need the money in order to outsource those things, right? okay? So let's not go and get the truck, get the insurance, get all of this stuff. And then when it comes to recruiting the driver, you don't have the funds available. Because remember, you can't have a trucking company if you don't have a driver. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have those type of things in order, it leads to desperation. Desperation means that you are going to hire a driver you should not. And it's just like a marriage. Yeah. You don't want to retain everybody. Sure so definitely. if you can do preparation in the beginning, then it it helps uh, with heartbreak.
1: But for the right one, for the right yeah. people. Yeah. And
0: it helps scale. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let me repeat. So so, trucking companies would need to make sure that they're in compliance, that they have their, their staff handbook ready and available that they if start-
0: they if they're taking set drivers but just compliance period okay they need to have all of their compliance house covered mm. that's a huge deal mm. for the driver the carrier and anybody that has to work with you
1: so what would you say like has been your biggest um success like you know in running your business and in in filling this important need that your that your your company fills within the industry like what is the one thing that's like yes this is why I do what I do this is why I love this what would you say like your biggest success when has?
0: I have a driver um Thibodeau I'm thinking about him in the top of my head so it's been years when I since I first talked to him and what his dream was and he at that point had been in the industry for a while mm-hmm. and he was talking to me I said well you know what Yes, you're gonna get this job with Schneider. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. But let's talk about the strategy of what you want to do. Mm, okay. So I have now Tuesday. Every Tuesday is a driver of the week. So next Tuesday it is going to be him. It's going to be the driver of the week. But I us going through a strategy to now why he started at Schneider. Us mm-hmm. going step by step. So when he does have setbacks. He Still has a plan mm-hmm. now. He owns several trucks, wow. tankers. Awesome. The whole reason why we started at Schneider in the first place, mm-hmm. okay. Yes, so it's like beginning, and with now the he he's at now. Throughout that time of his uh, of course, you have setbacks and all that, but mm-hmm. he had a plan during that whole time, he never lost money. Right? Because he continued making money through the companies. Mm. It was no rush to get out there and things like that. He had already been making money. He was making great money with Schneider. Mm. But he knew that that's not where he wanted to stay. Right. And so I moved him strategically so he can get to where he wanted to be. That's awesome.
1: And so now he owns his own trucks.
0: He, and he owns, owns his own trucks. Expensive. He's still a driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay for that! Yes, um, and he has drivers.
1: And this is just exactly what you were saying about like retaining drivers in the industry. Industry, so, yeah. Even though they're not, they may not necessarily be with that big carrier anymore, but they've m- transitioned through the industry to a place where they can now do the same for other drivers that are coming up. Um,
0: Absolutely. And he has the tools in order to scale because it's a rinse and repeat thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I took the skills that I gained from other industries, Fortune 500 companies that set me in trainings for Mm -hmm. six months before I was presented to their C-suite clients, right? Mm -hmm. So I just took that same knowledge and brought it into our industry, rinse and repeat. So that's the same thing with Thibodeau, right? Mm -hmm. All he did was rinse and repeat.
1: Yeah, that's Thank one of the you. that's one of the things about entrepreneurship generally that I think is so um, that's so helpful. It's like it's great that whatever skills that you and training that you have from your career before you got into entrepreneurship is definitely something that the, those skills are transferable.
0: Yeah, transferable, and
1: mm-hmm. and you can definitely use those skills to go from one step to the next, to the next, and really begin to scale and actually create the type of life that you want to create for yourself and for your family and for others as well. You know, yeah. really helping people to see that is, is so important because I feel like, um, sometimes we, we second guess ourselves and we doubt that, Oh, I don't know anything about that industry. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, i um, you know, and you know it was so interesting the perspective that you gave me from uh, before when we were speaking um about the years of experience like okay you might have only you 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 have
0: more experience than you think you have yeah you, you do know? you have a lot more experience than you would think and you yeah. have I'm like, what do you mean you've been doing this for x amount of time what are you talking about you know exactly. you are an expert in this yes yeah in That's your something. life like yeah. absolutely yeah and sometimes we don't realize that. And it's okay. Like, that's why we are here for each other.
1: Mm-hmm. To realize that. And that, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I even started this podcast because I was just like, I, I know that there's a lot that I don't know. I have learned so much. Yeah. But at the same time, there could be someone else that's like thinking about it or, you know, um, they're just kind of turning the ideas over in their head and, and, and maybe something that they hear, you know, at any given time that we like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And that gives them the courage to be able to face themselves, which is something that, you know, we, we spoke about it's so hard to do, or we'll give them the courage to even just take that step to say, you know what, this is something that I'm passionate about. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's worth it. You know, um, what would you say um, is like one of the hardest things that you've had to Uh, deal with or like an experience something that you experienced that changed or shifted your perspective about something um
0: over the years it probably made me more compassionate um i have a a elderly mom Mm -hmm. that i mean she's in good health but she'll be 80 you know Mm -hmm. next month you know so just Seeing the natural aging, the beautiful aging process, right? Mm-hmm. But the, just the natural aging process, so that just makes me be more compassionate about people. Yeah, that I think that that is. I'm trying to reflect that. That's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's huge for me. Um. That's that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Definitely. Um, like just the frag the fragility of life yeah. and understanding that in the continuum of time we're yeah. here like
0: this long. yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah.
1: and so it's like trying to pack all of um everything that we that is in us to do everything that and, and trying and to yeah. accomplish everything that we've been put here to do and impact the lives that I believe that we've been put here to impact and and getting over those obstacles that try to stop us you know is so it's so vital and it's so important which is why you know amplifying the voices of women like yourself and other women in this industry is is so important to me because i know that there might maybe my i have two kids two girls um one is 13 and one is 11 and maybe one day you know They'll be inspired to take that step or to do something because they can see that you know what I can do it. If they can do it, I can too. You know, and really getting past that self doubt that is just always seems to be, or that fear that always seems to be just sitting right here. Like, we do,
0: we do what we see. <laughs> exactly. You know that, and I know that that drives me to know that even when my kids are being the kids of today that they do what they see they're going to do what they see yes so failure is not an option Mm -hmm. pushing through reminding myself of why this was important Mm -hmm. so days when (laughs) you know it's just everything is going awry you know just being able to push through yeah
1: it's so important it's so true because like like you said, the kids will do what they see. There's so many. So my kids I've been homeschooling them for the past two years. And um
0: yeah.
1: I said to them sometime last year, I said, why y'all act like that? Like whoever y'all been hanging, whoever y'all been hanging around with, y'all need to y'all need to not hang around that person. Right. Anymore. They both looked at me like
0: <laughs> Right. Oh, That's because we've been home, home I'm like, who that. is racing, y'all? Just who is this person? I know cuz I do not feel like this is what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm glad it's not just me cuz uh-huh. hey, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Wait, God got a sense of humor because I don't know. Parenting is a whole different ball game, but like like you said, like really being that example and um really showing them that like, look, you know, life will throw stuff at you, but you got to you 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 have to keep going. And yes, sometimes it gets ugly. And yes, sometimes you feel fair, but that doesn't mean that you stop, you know, and, um, like really helping people. Like I love what you said when, um, about the driver and like really helping him through the process. Cause that's what life is like. It's literally a process where yes. we start somewhere, but not just starting and staying there, but having a plan that, you know, will, that, that'll help you to get to where you actually want to be. Um, So, you know, Camille, I am so grateful for all of the gems that you dropped. Can you just leave a word of, uh, of encouragement with everyone? Like if there's one thing that, um, you know, if there's someone that might be considering getting into trucking or, you know, um, needing a mindset reef, reset around, uh, drivers, what kind of,
0: Um, what would you want to say to them? The first thing is, if this is the career you want, we welcome you. I welcome you. That'll be so amazing. But failure is not an option. So we want to say, is this really what you want to do? You know, and just know that this is your plan A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Because within this industry can be your plan A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. So what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to make this industry be for you?
1: And it's a billion dollar industry, and the opportunities are there.
0: Limitless. Yeah. So whatever it is that you and it's, it's transferable skills.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What has been a game changer for you? Like hmm, yes, it's a game changer.
0: Um Probably being more, i tell you right now, if you had asked me seven years ago, should 18-year-olds start driving trucks across state lines, the words I would have said are not in the Bible.
1: Ooh, child.
0: <laughs> but now I have a 15-year-old boy, Virgo, 18-year-old girl, Virgo, and a 21-year-old man Mm -hmm. right man boy (laughs) i would love if they were truck drivers wow yes i have several degrees blah 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 but if they become truck drivers this is what they want to do they can take this up as a trade go through the apprenticeship right Mm -hmm. like any other trade Mm -hmm. at a, a young point And at any point with the other trades, but in our industry at a young point and make a good living, just really make a good living. Mm -hmm. The thought of a 21 year old being able to make Mm $70,000 and not be bogged down with $150,000 in student loan debt. Mm -hmm. Being able to take their minds, their tech minds, that they're going to be the ones that are running these autonomous trucks. Yes. They're going to be the ones they pick up really fast, mm-hmm. right? So all of this technology that's coming out, they're going to be the ones to do that. They're grabbing it. They're serious. They haven't been tainted yet, mm-hmm. right? And if we want to say, well, they're so scatterbrained and they're so this, they're going into the military. That's true. Yeah. They're doing a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now I that's, Talking about growth for me, Camille, the thought that I even, if I can wear a banner encouraging the young people to become truck drivers, I would. That is my biggest, I'm so very surprised, but of myself, but I am so excited. I'm just excited to see the young people go through the process. Go through the programs, be able to be retained within the industry, and can you imagine getting into this at eighteen years old?
1: a game changer. It would be it would be a huge game changer. And the thing about it is that this is the trucking industry is definitely not something that is pushed as a career option in school, mm-hmm. generally yep. speaking.
0: And, it needs- and so a lot of
1: people don't. It, I agree with you one hundred percent. I've actually been thinking about because I, I did come across. Um, there is an organization um, that does go into schools and talks to young people about that.
0: Um, yeah, I've been connecting with a couple. So I'm going to send you some of their uh, links great. and stuff like that. Yes. Because I am very passionate. Mm-hmm. The young people are going to be the part of what says yes. our industry.
1: I agree because they have a whole different mindset and they got a whole different mindset looking at things like, you know, things that we um, would, that we think was effective at in our day, something as simple as like, I'll share a quick story. It has nothing to do with trucking industry, but my, my daughter, I was making um, mashed potatoes one night Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I was using the mash or whatever I was using a fork or something. And my 13 year old says, mommy, why don't you just use the mixer? I said,
0: Right.
1: Because <laughs> she loves to bake. So she's always using. <laughs> and her mind is
0: different. Yes. It's- <laughs> she
1: was like, why don't you just use the mixer? You over there doing all this extra work. And so from the time she said that, I've been using the mixer. And like mashed potatoes be done like this, like in no time.
0: Right. So just- I wouldn't even <laughs> thought of that.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> and it would be whipped up real quick yes. like in the restaurant. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I wouldn't have thought of it. I'm still talking about the ditto machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Camille, girl. So uh, <laughs> that's what I remember about back in the day. So you know I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to do that.
1: Yes. Yes. So tell
0: your daughter thank you. I sure surely will. I'll tell her she. <laughs> yeah, I hear like a gourmet cook girl.
1: She loves to feel, Listen. So, so, Camille, tell us how, um, how we can work with you. If there's anyone listening who needs drivers, um,
0: who would need your service, how can people get in touch with you? To work so with whether you? you need drivers, whether you are a driver and you need a job or whether you are a carrier and need help with your retention strategy, because my thing is to recruit to retain, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, so if that means I come in, I work with your recruiting staff mm-hmm. or I come in and uh, just deal with you, or if you're a driver that needs help with your strategy from get to from getting from point A all the way to Z okay yeah, and sure. it's building that out for you first my uh, telephone number my our main number is 281 968 3100 281 968 3100 my extension is 1 um, the other extensions uh, go to our uh, lead and senior recruiter and then I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. So YouTube, <laughs> what's, Facebook, your what's, your, what's your Facebook? Instagram. What's your So uh, most of the ha- uh, handles are Rig on Wheels okay. or Rig on Wheels broker um, and recruitment services. Oh, awesome.
1: Camille so Gaines, everybody. Camille, thank you so much Thank for you. The time thank to talk you. talk with me today. This has been very rich and so informative. And I just hope that, you know, people walk away from hearing this conversation with a, a new respect for the truck drivers and the, the importance of retention in, the, not just at a particular carrier or company, but literally in the industry. Because yes, there is no trucking industry without the drivers.
0: That's just no, not one. And just to <laughs> let you know that telephone number, you can text that as well. It comes directly to me. It won't go to any of the um, other recruiters. Awesome. Yes, but no, no, this industry will not be anything without a driver. No, that's
1: right. (laughs) So thank you everyone for listening to the Lady Trucking CEO podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are heard. You can also like and subscribe to us here on YouTube. And we look forward to speaking with you guys next time. Thanks again, Camille.
0: Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye.